next for welcoming Haley Creek. All right, and I think we have a special guest star in the Haley Creek band. All right, y'all come on, guys. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little one to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. This song is where the roses never fade. Uh, I liked it when I heard it, and then I found out that it was a, a special favorite of Brother Eugene Sperling's, so that made it even more special to me.
pretty pretty wild to get all of us, almost all of us, like Bee Buddy. We got nine tonight. That's that's been a that's a record high for the last couple of months for us. Make up here in the fifth and the fifth knocked me down. <laughs> I hope we don't do it tonight. Yeah. 
on a special request. I like this song here. They're going, like, I've been gone a couple days this week, and they're punishing me, I think. They're trying to make me, push me to the front up here a little bit. That's all right. Oh, we're going to do a song, Meeting in the Air. It's, I like this song, because it's got, tells about several Bible stories in there from, uh, David and Moses and all of them. Runs them all into one. You got to listen fast because there's a lot of words in there, but it does. It tells a lot of, a lot of other stories. And we're going to show off our musicians a little bit with a uh, meeting in there. I'm 
make him real nervous. He, he'll mess up between now and the end. I told them a while ago that uh, when we get to heaven, worship's going to be bluegrass. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Something else I noticed is when the banjo player stands up, he means business. <laughs> Time, Miss Dina's going to come and sing for us.
I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to come and serve you guys this week. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. The hospitality has been fantastic. I've probably gained about 10 pounds eating all the food. And uh, it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure to be here this week with Brother Lamar and the Reese family. And just thank you for the opportunity, Brother Trey, Miss Laura. So, um, Thanks to the musicians, all of you who have played this week and those who have participated in the worship, the choir, those who sang specials, the tech guys in the back. Uh, you know, it, it takes everybody. It takes you guys. It doesn't do us any good to show up. Nobody's here to hear and uh, and to lead. So thank you for being here this week so much. I have, I have My wife and I both have, have really enjoyed it. Don't forget, God loves you. And he loved you so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for your sins. And uh, when you feel alone, when you feel like nobody knows, that uh, nobody cares, that nobody's paying attention, remember that God knows your name. He knows you. And that's what we're going to sing about. He knows my name. Will you stand for the last time here? He knows my name. I have a maker, and he formed my heart. Before even time began, my life was in his hand. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. And He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. I have a Father He calls me his own, and he'll never leave me, no matter where I go. And he knows my name, he knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. He hears me when I call. Yes, He hears me when I call. Will you bow with me? Father, we thank You so much for Your love and Your grace and Your mercy. We thank You that we can come to this place and sing songs about your love and about heaven, about the hope that we have for one day to spend with you. Father, we thank you for the joy that you give us 
in our hearts and our lives. Help us to see those moments each and every day where you've given us joy. Thank you for loving us so much. Father, bless Brother Denby now as he comes and speaks from your holy word. Use him tonight. Touch our hearts. Change our lives. And use us to bring you honor and glory and to others to Jesus Christ. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. What a joy it is to be in the house of God tonight. You know, if you can't feel the presence of the Lord in this place, then, well, maybe your feeler is broke. But God is here, and it's so wonderful to be in the house of God tonight. I, I want to join Brother Paul. I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, the revival meeting each night. The fellowship has been great. Uh, the food has been wonderful. I've enjoyed being with your pastor and his wife, and Brother Trey and his wife, Brother Paul and his wife. And you know, I may be just a little bit partial tonight, but I believe that y'all have the best preacher and the best pastor in all the world. And I believe that with all of my heart. Thank you again for letting me be your evangelist this week. Tonight, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of St. John. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 9. We're going to read verses 6 through 11. And then we'll pick it up in that same chapter, verse 34. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 9. Beginning with the sixth verse. When He had thus spoken, He spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and He anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Verse 34. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen Him, and it is He that talketh with thee. And He said, Lord, I believe. And He worshipped Him. I want to preach tonight for a few minutes on, on the subject, I take Jesus as my Savior. 
I take Jesus as my Savior. The most important decision a person will make in life is to receive Christ as one's own personal Savior. It is the greatest choice that you will ever make this side of eternity. And if one fails to receive Christ, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and dies in that state of unbelief, the Bible says that person will be separated from God forever in a place called hell. But thank God Jesus came into this world to save ungodly sinners. He came into this world to save sinners like me. He came into this world to save sinners like you. And every step that Jesus took in His personal ministry from the time that He was baptized of John in the river of Jordan and the Spirit of God came upon Him as He went from city to city preaching the Gospel, healing all manner of sickness and diseases. Every step was taking Him to the cross of Calvary where He would die for the sins of mankind. And the reason that I said that is this. The reason that Jesus could heal the sick, the reason that He could open the eyes of blind people was because He knew that He was going to Calvary and lay His life down a ransom for all humanity. And tonight in this message, as we look at this blind man, the Bible says that he was born blind. And in biblical days, in in the time of Christ, most people believe that if someone was born blind, there was sin behind that. Either his parents sinned, or someone in the family, or perhaps he had sinned in some degree, and when Jesus was confronted with that, and you can read it in the first part of chapter 9, He said, neither this man's parents nor did he sin, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. And in the healing of this blind man, we have a wonderful picture of a person who can have his Spiritual eyes opened by Jesus Christ and know Him as Lord and Savior. Considering the text tonight, the the Bible says that there was a great commotion in the city when this man received his sight. And Jesus just simply took some clay and spittle and anointed his eyes and, and said, you go wash in the pool of Siloam. And the Bible says he went and he washed and he came seeing. And it made the Pharisees very angry. It it caused a stir in the town. Some said this this man was really not blind. And others came and said, well, I, I, I know it is. And finally the man spoke up and he said, I am the man. I was born blind. But a man by the name of Jesus anointing mine eyes with clay, 
told me to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And I went and I washed and I've received my sight. And he rehearsed it time and time again. But there is a progression that I want us to see because it's really leading up to the heart of what I want to preach on tonight. First, Jesus, uh, first the man said, a man by the name of Jesus. And then as they continue to interrogate him, he said, well, he was a prophet. And then they begin to question whether Jesus was a sinner or not. And, and the man spoke up and said, uh, uh, if he was a sinner, he couldn't do these miracles. He is a man of God. But in the last of it, we see where that He confessed that He was the Lord. That He was the Savior. You see, it matters what we believe about Jesus. It matters what you believe about Jesus. Some tonight say, well, He was just a man. Well, He was more than a man. Some say that He was a great teacher, and He was. But He was more than a great teacher. Some said and believed tonight that He is just a prophet. And He is a prophet, but He's more than a prophet. He is the very Son of God. He is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And that, my friend, is what you must believe about Jesus. You must believe that He is the Son of God. Jesus came with His disciples to the coast of Caesarea Philippi. And he asked his disciples, he said, Whom do men say that I am? And one spoke up and said, Well, some say that you are Elijah, or Jeremiah, or John the Baptist raised from the dead. And then Jesus looked at Simon and he said, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I I, I want you to get this tonight in your heart and in your soul because you see, unless you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you will die in your sins and go to hell. You can be a good Baptist, but not be saved. You can be a, a good Methodist, and not be saved. You can belong to any religious organization and not be saved. You must believe that Jesus is the Son of God. When Philip, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, went down to that desert and joined that Ethiopian eunuch in that chariot. And you know the story. He was reading from the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. But he didn't understand who the prophet was talking about. And the Bible says that Philip took that scroll and he began at the same Scripture and he preached unto him Jesus. We've got to preach Jesus, Brother Michael. We've got to tell the lost about Jesus, not that He's a man, just a man, not that He's just a prophet, not that He's a miracle worker, but we must tell the world that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. From the Holy Scripture, Philip preached Christ as the Redeemer, 
and the Savior. The Bible says they came to much water. And the Ethiopian looked at Philip and said, Here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said to that man, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And the man said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He is the Son of God. When Jesus found out that the Pharisees had him, this man who was born blind and now could see, cast out of the synagogue. Jesus went and found him. And He said, do you believe on the Son of God? That's, that's the greatest question that Jesus asked in the New Testament in His ministry. That question, do you believe on the Son of God? And let me ask you that question tonight. Mama, Daddy, young man, young lady, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Have you believed on the Son of God? The Bible says in the Gospel of St. John, the third chapter, in John chapter 3, the Scripture says in verse 35, listen carefully to this verse. It says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. You must believe on Jesus. I was witnessing to actually a young man not too long ago in their their home, and his parents were there. The young man's 18, maybe 19 years of age. And as I was talking to him about his soul, and thank God... He received Christ as His Savior. But His mother was standing in the doorway of the kitchen and she was listening uh, intensely to what was being said. And after her son had received Christ as Savior, she came into the living room and she said, Preacher, I've never heard it put like that. When I was a little girl, I was sprinkled in our church and I've been told all of my life that, that that's all that was required to go to heaven. You've got to be in a church and you've got to either have baptism or sprinkling. That was what she said to me. And I said, listen, sweet lady, listen. You must know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And I would to God, wish to God tonight that I could tell you that mom gave her heart to Christ. She didn't at that moment. But I'm praying through the testimony of that young man that that mother will come to know Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Because, you see, you must believe on the name of the Son of God. In that same third chapter of John, listen to the 18th verse. In John chapter 3 and verse 18, Jesus said, He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Let me ask you tonight. I mean, this is the last night of the revival meeting. And none of us have the promise of tomorrow. So let me ask you, Have you believed on the name of Jesus? Has there been a time in your heart and in your life 
that you realized that you were a sinner and you could not save yourself and you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You see, salvation is a personal thing between the sinner and Christ. Between that lost person and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad I don't have a mama's salvation tonight. I'm glad I don't have a daddy's salvation tonight. I'm glad tonight that I don't have a church salvation. I have a Jesus salvation. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's all in the name of Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation. Christ alone is the Savior. It's not Jesus in baptism and church membership. It's Jesus alone that gets you to heaven, my friend. Trust in Christ as your personal Savior. Jesus went searching for that man that the synagogue had cast out. And and when He found him, do you believe on the Son of God? Where is He, Lord, that I may believe? And he, He said, Jesus said to him, I am the one you have seen and the one talking to you right now. And here was that man's declaration of faith. Listen. He said, Lord... I believe. And he simply fell down on his face and he worshiped the Lord. Lord, I believe. There was a thief on the cross. Jesus died between two male factors. As one of them was about to pass from this life, he looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, He said, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. You see, salvation is not a long, drawn-out thing. You've heard your pastor preach this. But it's a simple realization that I'm lost and I need a Savior. And I can't save myself. It's just saying, Lord, I believe that You are the Son of God. It says this in the book of Romans, the 10th chapter. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that wonderful tonight? That it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter the sin you have in your life. If you will call upon the name of Jesus, believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It is as simple as opening your heart 
and saying yes to Jesus. I believe You are the Son of God. I accept You as my Savior into my heart and instantly You will be saved by the grace of God. Oh my Lord, that's a wonderful and glorious salvation that we have in Christ. Whosoever. Whosoever. You know, the devil wants to complicate that. The devil wants to come to you and say, you've got so much sin in your life, God won't save you. You've done this. You've done that. You have, you've, you, 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 you've not, you've not done the very best you could. Let me tell you, there's none good, no, not one. We're not worthy of God's salvation. But the grace of God will reach down and pick you up. And Jesus will save you. And write your name in the Lamb's book of life if you'll just simply call upon Him and accept Him by faith into your heart and into your life. I remember one night after church, my my son, my our middle child, came to me and he said, Dad, he said, I wanted to walk the aisle tonight, but I, I, I just didn't do it. And I began to talk to him about his soul and I'm going to tell you, the, the happiest time for a mom or a dad is to lead their children to Jesus Christ. And he, he said yes to Christ. I prayed with him and he prayed and asked the Lord to come into his heart. And he received him as personal Savior. I, I remember when I was lost, and I, I'm really not preaching this sermon tonight the, the way that I intended to preach it but I want to preach what the Holy Spirit wants me to preach. And I remember being under conviction. I remember the Lord dealing with me about my soul and about where I would spend eternity. And the night that I gave my heart to Christ, my world was changed. My life was changed forever. Jesus came in. Somebody says, well, how do you know the Savior is real? Because He lives in my heart. He is my Savior. I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Is what Paul said. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I want to read that again. Behold, I stand at the door. That's the door of your heart, lost friend, tonight. I stand at the door. And knock. He's knocking at your heart's door. If any man, you can put your name right there. If any man hear my voice, and it is a still small voice, and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I know you've all seen the paintings of Christ standing in front of a house. Standing in front of a door. And if you'll notice on that, in that picture, that there is no latch on the outside. The latch is on the inside. You see, He'll come to your heart. 
and He'll knock, and He'll call. But you must open the door. You must open the door. How do you do that? The same way that that man who was born blind and Christ gave back his sight, when he said simply, Lord, I believe, he opened the door. And Jesus came into his heart. The same way the Ethiopian did. The same way the Philippian jailer in Acts 16, what, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. I'm, we're going to give an invitation here in just a moment. I'm not going to preach any longer because I believe the Lord is dealing with someone here tonight about your soul, about being saved. And as we sing that song, Christ is standing right by your door, by your heart, and He's knocking, and only you can let Him in. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That's the greatest question you'll ever be asked in your life. What will your answer be? Let's all stand together and let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, tonight, Lord, we thank You for Your presence here this evening. We thank You that You are a willing Savior, a Savior who can reach down by Your hand and pull that soul out of the grip of sin and the devil. And I pray tonight, Heavenly Father, that Your Holy Spirit would convict of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. Lord, this is Your service. This is Your time to draw that person to You. And I pray tonight that You will do that. And that soul will not say no, but will say yes to Jesus Christ. And we will give You all the praise and all the glory, for we ask it in Your Son's name. Amen.
I saw. 